Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Achremos Shvi, the seventh and last Aliyah. And our Parshat is only nine Psukim long, running from Perak Yudches, Pasuk Chavbez, to Pasuk Lamed. Um, so this Aliyah is on the topic of um, the revulsion of the land. Very, very fascinating Aliyah, in which we're told the, that first verse, um, the, Torah, uh, the Torah prohibits homosexual activity um, and also pro- prohibits bestiality. So those two two relationships, those two acts are, are forbidden. Um, and then the, the Torah, in conclusion, after all of this aliyah, then finally says, Don't become impurified through all of these things, because all of these things is what the nations before you in the land of Israel did and the land became impure and it, it 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 regurgitated them don't become vomited out like they were beforehand and make the land impure uh, says that anybody who does these the abominations is described in the salia and beyond and and, and before um will will be cut off and you should guard what i what i told you uh, and don't don't become impure through all of the things that have been described in this parasha um, so a few basic points to, to note over here. One is, is that the, in, in Aliyah, Shishi and Shvi, we're talking about a, a, what, what ultimately comes down to a very narcissistic society. If you think about it for, for a moment, a society in which people are means to pleasure, where anybody or any, a, a, any, any even an animal becomes a, a, the vehicle towards my pleasure, what I want. I'm going to derive pleasure from them being a vehicle towards my end. And that's the kind of society that the Torah, the Torah prohibits. The Torah prohibits where everybody is, is essentially um, a conduit for my sense of pleasure, or my identity as, as, of pleasure. There's rules. There's rules. And, and although pleasure and physical sexual pleasure is a wonderful thing, it's found in the, core, in, in the context of family. And it's not found in the context of these, all these various complex relationships that are being described in the last two aliyahs. Um, in fact, the, I, I remember once being in a in a rest stop, and there was a an ad- advertisement for contraception, and the advert said, "When life just can't wait," which essentially means that real life is your life, what you're doing, what you want from life, and children are going to get in the way of that. So let's stop with that. So it's interesting that unfortunately, that that the children who are born out of that attitude ultimately will also say the same thing when their parents become older. And when, when their life just can't wait, they'll put their parents in old age homes and, and forget about them there as well, because ultimately everybody's just thinking about themselves. The Torah is talking about a society that doesn't just think about themselves, a society in which people are actually people, ends in of themselves, not just means for one's own pleasure. And that's what the, the Torah is talking about, building a society where people are ends, where people actually matter because of who they are, not the pleasure they're going to generate for one. That's what seems to be described over here in Aliyah. Now, why does the Torah, why does the land not stand for this? That you could say that's what Hashem stands for, but why not the land? So, Rashi describes uh, that this, the the example over here is Mashallah ben Melech, a prince who is fed something which is disgusting, but his constitution is such that he's so sensitive. He's been brought up with such a fine diet that he simply cannot withstand it, and he vomits it straight out. That's how Israel cannot accept those who are over avera, those who who do sins, um, and therefore um, that's that, that's why this happens. In fact, there's an example of this. If you learn Melachim Beis, Yud Zayin, there's a whole description that after the exile of the northern tribes, after the exile of the the tribes to the by the Assyrians. Their, one of their foreign policies was to shift around different nations into different um, territories. The reason for this was to de-emphasize their nationalistic tendencies because now this is not their land that they were in as well. 
But what happened was that the people they brought to Shamran were, uh, were, were actually from Kuta and Me'ava and Hamas. These are not Jewish people brought and resettled in the area of Shamran, northern Israel, the heartland of Israel. Um, and uh, these people were, uh, um, were not, were, were, were pagans. But what happened was, they were the lions, the lions of the Judean mountains, the, the Samaritan mountains, were, would come and eat them. And the land could not uh, could, could not uh, withstand such a pagan worship on the on the on its uh, on its heels. And these people converted to Judaism. And that, in fact, the Gemara has discusses whether or not they were Gere Emes or Gere Arayos, were they the the converts of lions or converts of, of truth because of this whole experience as well. This is an expression of the same idea that the land itself cannot withstand it. But it goes more than that. Um, in fact, if we if we go to the end of Parshas Bechukosai where HaKadosh Baruch Hu ends the curses, the very end of the curses, w- w- what stops it is the, a memory. V'zocharti as brisi Yaakov, I'll remember the covenant of Yaakov, v'avis brisi Yitzchak, and also the covenant of Isaac, v'avis brisi Avraham, v'ezkor v'ha'aretz ezkor. Hashem will remember four, four entities, the three patriarchs and the land. The land is seen to have its own relationship as well. Rav Hirsch says that it actually goes back to the very beginning of the relationship of human beings and earth. And that's why that when did the earth sprout forth its bounty, it only sprout forth its bounty when, uh, when um, on the sixth day, when human beings were created. That nothing actually, none of the vegetation came out, even though it was created dormantly on the third day. It only came out on the sixth day when humanity was able to actually appreciate it and pray for it. So the starting point of earth flowering was when human beings were able to Appreciate, and it's interesting that when human beings no longer behaved in the way that was becoming for human beings, when Adam sinned, when Adam and Chava sinned, that is at that point in time, that's when he got punished in his relationship with the earth. The, the curse of, of, of Adam was, You're going to plant, plant thistles and thorns. You have to eat the, the grass of the field. It will be with great endurance and sweat. Later on, when Cain kills Hebel, again another sinking down moment for humanity. In the, end of the, in the end of the day, Hashem says, the, the voice of the bloods of your brother calling up from the ground itself. And that's why his punishment was to be exiled across the earth. So you're going to be cursed from the land which absorbed the blood of your brothers. So in, in a certain sense, that, that any time that a person is sinning, it also relates to their relationship with earth as well. Um, and it, 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 it's interesting that... Uh, um, Adam was the chosen human being, but he lost that chosenness to a certain degree um, were upon their sins. And it took a little while later until the quest of Abraham and then a, a new person became chosen. That was Abraham and his, and his legacy. And that was also connected to the land. So the first command that he's given is, You're going to walk back towards land. You're going to reconnect with land as well. And even in the depths, are, depths of eg- exile, we know that the land uh, is told to be true to the Israel. When the, land of, when the people of Israel come to the land of Israel, there's going to be a sort of a wedlock, so much so that even the, land, the people will be kicked out of the land of Israel, as, as described in our Aliyah. They'll be, they'll be exiled because of their actions, nonetheless. I will make the land desolate. And I will make those who are, des- who, who are, who are your enemies who live here, we have 14 different empires living in the land of Israel the course of history. None of them were successful in times of exile as well. The Ramban says this is a glimmer of hope to know that the land will remain true to us, even though we do not remain true to it. 
Um, Mark Twain visited um, the land of what was called then um, the Roman name Palestine in 1867, describes a desolate country whose soil is rich enough but is given over wholly to weeds, a silent mournful expanse. The desolation is here, but not even imagination can grace the pomp and life of action. We never saw a human being on the whole route. There was hardly a tree or shrub anywhere. Even the olive and the cactus, those fast friends of the worthless soil, had almost deserted the country. End quote. Um, and what's fascinating is that that's, he spoke this 150 years ago, and yet when the, the, when the Jews started coming wave after wave back to the land of Israel and recultivating and draining the swamps and, 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 and all the cultivation, what is fascinating is, is that Israel today is not just a successful agricultural country, um, the land of Israel today is an exporter of agricultural technology and ideas. Israel works with even California to help with, with water desalinization. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. Israel's got um, an Africa project trying to bring water to African countries. This is, Israel's no longer the desolate, arid environment that Mark Twain saw as well. In fact, this is what's fascinating is, is that when, um, when Ilan Ramon went to space and he looked at the, the map of Israel, obviously with a, with a very fascinating observation on the specifically the Middle East, he noticed something which was really interesting, and that is, is that there is what's called a green line. The green line is an arbitrary armistice boundary in, in, in the war in 1949, in the armistice agreement, um, which people pay a lot of attention today when Israel um, is, uh, is, 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 seems to be ignoring um, based on later conquests and, and, and battle, battles, um, although they don't um, ignore it. They, they, they do ignore it when, it when it goes the other direction. Um, but um, it is interesting that although it's a really a meaningless, a meaningless armistice line because so much has happened in between then and now, but it is no, worthwhile noting that there is another green line that is from space, as Ilan Ramon noticed, wherever the nation of Israel has settled in the land of Israel, that is the green line of Israel because it is flowered as the land has welcomed back its people. So this is a volatile relationship. It's a relationship that's real. It's a relationship which, in which our moral caliber is reflected in our relationship and therefore the givingness of the land. And the, the, on the one hand, it has terrible ramifications when we don't do what we're supposed to, but incredible ramifications when we do what is supposed to be done. With this, we conclude the seventh aliyah in Akremos. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day and a beautiful show.